Hello and welcome to the Brotherhood of the Manage podcast, a Game of Thrones podcast with me, your host, Ryan McBride. Um, this time I'm going to be talking about episode 4, season 8. Um, this is kind of like the aftermath of uh, the, the battle for Winterfell, uh, the battle against the Night King, all that sort of stuff. Um, so it's kind of a bit of a somber opening whenever we meet Daenerys, John, all the rest of them. John makes a rousing speech. Yeah, that's how the episode starts. But uh, it's it's this weird, it's a weird episode in that, like, a, one of the big themes throughout the episode is the, it being the end of lines, like like family lines. Like uh, the, the episode title itself is the last of the Starks. It's a quote from Arya through the in the middle of the episode at one point, and then other also uh, with the start of lines like. Uh, like Braun explaining basically that you have to be brutal if you want to start a if you want to become a lord or even a a king or a queen in uh, Westeros. But anyway, that's how it starts. Uh, no characters. I'm going to start with Daenerys because it's one thing she's really she's really struggling with throughout this episode. What is she willing to do to become queen to break the wheel? And one thing she's being faced with is. Am I able to commit these acts of brutality for the greater good? And um, who am I really saving if I kill all these innocent people in King's Landing uh, in an attempt to overthrow the Cersei? But it, it hasn't been a good episode for her. Let's let's be honest with you. She's she's been isolated through the feast at the start. She's had so much self doubt. Like um, whenever Tormund says, "What kind of person rides a dragon?" A king or a madman? Now that's my that's my torment impression. I hope you enjoyed it. But like a king or a madman, what does that make her? Is she a king or is she a madman or a queen or a madwoman? John's the one that's a king in this situation, and John didn't listen to her advice uh, about keeping his secret, and he told Sansa. Now Sansa, you know, word has gotten out, and now her one of her advisors is actively plotting against her, while the other one has serious doubts. She, and also she's she had to say goodbye in Burn Jorah. One of her dragons, her children, died. Missandei, uh Missandei died uh, after getting captured. Whose final words were amazing and really appropriate. Dracarys was like the word for freedom in her... Well, her, her word for freedom, I guess, because that's what, what gave her freedom was Dragonfire. Um, she, like, Daenerys lost her fleet, basically, or at least an awful lot of it, because a lot of seriously main characters washed up on the shore in Blackwater Bay. Um, all this could have been avoided, actually, if she had just listened to Sansa, swallowed her pride, listened to Sansa, took a break for a couple of weeks, um, because she didn't really need to be down there so early. She could have waited back with the Northmen, but uh, what can you do? Will she become mad after this, after everyone turning against her, losing her children, losing all those tactical battles? Advisors kind of seriously doubting her, her being able to sense this. No, I don't think so. I think what's going to happen is that, like, her, her path is being... Her path is paralleling Cersei's path in a lot of ways. I think it could reflect her path up until the point of becoming mad and power-crazed. Like, notice Cersei made the same mistake as her son Joffrey by executing Missandei, chopping her head off. Like, chop, like when Joffrey ordered Ned's head be chopped off in an attempt to, you know, exert some power or as a, as a power move. 
but that ended up setting off so much more shit than Joffrey was prepared for or anyone and while Cersei was against that she's now for this which shows how much she's changed as a character and uh, basically what, what Tyrion was doing to appeal to Cersei's humanity there before she did that was say you don't want to risk your life or your child's life you can still get out of this alive and I think while it may have failed in Cersei this time it may work on Daenerys if uh, Tyrion uses that argument about Drogon or even a potential uh, a potential Stark child in her I don't know does she have one what do you think? Um, I think anyway, it'll be good to highlight the contrast between uh, Daenerys and Cersei and how one is kind of being encouraged to show restraint. Really, this episode also it, it kind of served to highlight the the differences between Jon and Daenerys. How much Jon is loved, as was as I mentioned before at the at the feast. He had his resurrection story told, and I don't know if Daenerys has actually heard that before. I'm sure she must have heard it at some point from from Varys or or one of those. But it's the first time it kind of actively was told. Because um, I remember um, him interrupting Davos when he said he took a knife to the heart, and just wondered, did Daenerys know? And also, how dare he leave Ghost? What the fuck was he doing? I mean, it's probably a sensible move, and it will probably save Ghost's life. But still, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I, if I, if I agree with that. He didn't even go over and pet him because CGI budget was too high. Also, what are they spending their CGI budget on? Was it seriously just for that fucking dragon sequence, or, or, or what? What's the story? I know John won't even be able to ride Rhaegal again because he's dead. Like <laughs> he now has no animal companions. He had two like an episode ago. Uh, what a shit day for John when he finds out. Um, he did come up with a battle plan uh, after hearing Tyrion's suggestions about you know caging them in, letting them letting the people starve and turn on Cersei. Uh, it'll work up to a point, but I don't think it'll work one hundred percent. They're going to have to invade at some point, I think. Uh, of course, his battle plan came after uh, Daenerys pleaded with John to keep secrets uh, about his identity. Which, of course, he didn't. And now it's spiralled madly out of control. Um, but after that, he was kind of like... He backed Daenerys whenever she said to go ahead and uh, proceed with the attack now. Rather than waiting like Sansa suggested. And I think you should have listened to Sansa in this time. Because whenever Rhaegal was getting up to fly, he clearly was, was not all there. He, his wings, he was wobbly. He couldn't really fly that dynamically and that's probably what cost him his life in the end even though it was very sudden um really sudden like like i was not that's the last thing i was expecting i did not see that coming out of all all the stuff that happened this episode um also yeah that's another block off the cgi was as i said before so maybe they're saving money for some good old-fashioned wolf pack action from nymeria and friends John's going to get pushed in many directions for the rest of the season, I think, because he, like, cause everyone, now that they know his big secrets, are going to want him to exploit it in some way, and they're, they're going to want to exploit him in some way. So, Varys wants him to usurp uh, Daenerys, because he because Varys doesn't have any faith in Daenerys anymore he thinks she's going mad and he thinks that Jon is a more measured leader and he thinks that Jon will garner more support from the ordinary people 
which is a fair point, and I think he's right. Um, but again, I don't think he should take down Daenerys after all she's been through. I think he should just give Daenerys some PR tips. Um, he's John's going to get pushed to marry Daenerys uh, by Tyrion, even though it's not going to go down anyway. Uh, with the people of the North, as Varys said, um, they're not used to that. The third option, I guess, is that John does what he wants to do and just serves Daenerys as the status quo demands. And then the other option, I suppose, is the one that Sansa wants him to take in, stay north, stay out of everything, mind your own business, let them kill each other down south and uh, kind of do the whole Cersei thing and uh, defend yourself whenever they're finished fighting with themselves. And there's another option, I guess, and that he could go up north at Tormund and ignore everyone, which I, which he actually said he wishes he could do to Tormund in the episode. If, I, I think he's had enough of war at this stage. He's like, he's done nothing but fight since he left Winterfell at that time. Tyrion, onto Tyrion now. Tyrion didn't manage to talk down Cersei. He he watched his Missandei's head bopped onto the ground along with her body shortly after. Uh, Varys said he's drinking a lot he's clearly bothered by something bothered by a lot of things bothered by his own ineptitude of late bothered by Daenerys's more unruliness um, bothered by the fact that Varys is plotting against him bothered by the new information that he has about Jon he actually admitted Jon as a better ruler he nearly died this episode which was probably not his best moment in life but he did look a lot better washing up on the beach than the virus did. Have any of you seen those memes of virus washing up on the beach? They're just brilliant. He nearly died there and he had a crossbow pointed at him by Braun earlier on in the episode and like now he owes him one high garden somehow. <laughs> Whatever made him think that I would have offered him the twins because double double one castles two castles twins blah 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 but uh, yeah he gave he offered him Highgarden and Jamie's not too happy with that but then Jamie's not very good at bargaining he's more good at killing people um, but anyway I think it shows that Tyrion has a better relationship with Bronn than Jamie does also how is how does that happen because it's been so much longer since Tyrion and Bronn have seen each other than Jamie and Bronn and and Bronn saved Jamie's life in the in the from the river that time. But anyway, it's nice to see uh, Tyrion and Jamie actually having fun together uh, for the first time in a, in a while. But yeah, as I said before, Bronn made that interesting point about how houses start in an episode about houses ending, and it takes brutality to become a lord or a king. And as Daenerys prepared, is that going to impact on how Tyrion sees things? Um, it could, because midway through that conversation, Tyrion tried to parrot off a point that Varys told him several seasons before. So he's very easily influenced by the wisdom of other people when he does recognize it as wise. Um, after Daenerys pulled him up on quoting himself as a wise man source last season, <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, but anyway, uh, onto Varys. Daenerys' other wonderful and loyal Master of Whispers. Um, if they are prepared to commit brutality to become a queen or king, I don't think Varys is. I think he's going to try something rash, and I think he's going to try something important to stop Daenerys from uh, brutalizing 
the not the right keep King's Landing. I don't know. He saw something in his vision, and he outler, he now he outwardly wants John slash Aegon on the throne, which is kind of a sort of a reflection on the books, but not really because it's a different storyline. But I think the just the, literally just the fact that he's called Aegon uh, reflects the books. Also, that whole Dornish prince thing was that a nod to the books and getting Fagon and I don't know. You tell me at Brotherhood Pod on Twitter or find us on Twitter or Instagram and all of that. Um, uh, Varys had a great line which I'm sure a lot of people are going to be using to fuck other people over eight people already know it's it's not a secret anymore it's information but what is he going to do with this information that's what I want to know um, and is it going to feed his way back to Cersei if Varys is going telling everyone I mean she's had a lot of tricks up her sleeves this episode by uh, by getting my Sande by killing a dragon. I think actually most of that credit might go to Euron. Um, she killed Missandei in a display of power, as I said before, reminding us of Joffrey. He didn't heed, she didn't heed Tyrion's warning about um, about you can still make, a, make it out of this alive. Don't wreck your life and your child's life. And I think that could mean trouble with Euron. Because... Um, Tyrion should know that because Euron is literally just after finding out. Now, unless Varys is doing his job very well as the Master of Whispers, literally no one should know that Cersei is pregnant other than Cersei, her handmaidens, and Euron at this point, and maybe Kybern, because Kybern gave the little nod whenever um, whenever she said to Euron that she was pregnant. Um, but anyway, Euron, he, he had probably had the best episode here, other than probably finding out that this child isn't his in real life. He, um, he got his tactics right, he's been clearly aiming for, uh, practicing his aim for the last, whatever amount of time it took for the Night King to get killed. Uh, he nearly killed two dragons, he definitely killed one, um... But is the cat out of the bag regarding the catapults, the scorpion catapults? I think it could be, but I think there could be more up the sleeves of the King's Landing contingent. Um, thanks to Kyburn, anyway. Because did you see what Tyrion said and during the parlay that the two hands were having? No, whenever Tyrion was like, uh, said something about children screaming, and then Kyburn replied with, it's not a pleasant sound. Now, that implies that he knows what the sound of little children screaming sounds like, which also implies that he's, well, like, that, that it's his little birds that have been doing the screaming, I think, anyway. Um, I don't think the mountain was his first try when it comes to resurrecting people from the dead, and he had a very, very interested look on his face whenever he saw the White Walker. So what I'm posing here... What I'm theorizing is that Kyburn has been performing experiments, reading up on White Walker history, Children of the Forest history, trying to find out how he can reanimate some corpses of his little birds, and how he can reanimate other corpses um, to aid Cersei's cause. And I think that Cersei may actually be baiting Daenerys uh, into attacking the city because if she does that then the people of the city may actually rise up 
zombified and fight against Daenerys in the end. That's just a thought. Um, but before all this can happen, will Cersei get killed? Jamie's on route to King's Landing. Is he going to kill her, or is he going to try and talk her out of it? Do what Tyrion couldn't do. Um, poor Brienne, though she really like she really got fucked over this episode. I know Jamie was probably trying to save her feelings by saying, "Oh well, I'm actually a really bad person, and I'm heading off now because I'm a bad person, and I do anything for Cersei." But I don't actually think that was genuine. I think that was just to spare her feelings and make it easier to get over him. Um, which is nice of him, but also fuck him, because <laughs> Brienne could probably have it even as good a chance at killing Cersei as he does. Um, also something that happened this episode, which isn't really anything to do with that, uh, it happened shortly before, whenever they were having the drinking game with Tyrion and Pod. Pod drank whenever they had the, the section about being a virgin. Now, I don't know whether he was doing that to spare Brienne's feelings, or is that actually true? So... Does, did Ron actually not did Pod actually not have sex up until that point, which makes his encounter with the prostitutes all that more interesting, all that more intriguing. They're adding so much mystique and mystery to this, uh, to this uh, story. But definitely towards the end of the episode, he was a virgin no more because he snuck off with two women after the hound scared one of them off. Uh, I don't know if many of you saw that in the background, but it was very funny. <laughs> but uh, speaking of other recently non-virgin people um, Arya turned down Gendry because she doesn't want to be a lady uh, she turned down Gendry for marriage because Gendry was just uh, legitimized as a Baratheon um, does this mean he's going to refuse his title as uh, Lord of Storm's End now because he wants to pursue his romance with Arya I don't know is he going to follow her down the road I don't know um, or is he just going to move on with his life um, I don't know the hound seemed really upset at uh, at uh, Gendry's bond with her though at dinner he kind of barked at, her, barked at him kind of was really grumpy with him of course like everyone's just after dying and that's what you can think about um, like he was really snappy with him snarky and I wonder, is he just jealous? Uh, but things didn't bode, don't bode well, though, if if we're reflecting the past all the time. Here goes the last time a Stark rejected the Baratheon heir. It led to quite a large, quite a bloody rebellion on behalf of Robert Baratheon. Um, but I still think they could end up together. I still think Arya could carry a Baratheon heir in her um, after they had sex. Uh, but who knows? Um, Game of Thrones is really weird like that will she oh another thing actually back to Arya is she going to run into hot pie uh, on the way down the road to King's Landing I think that's that's one thing everyone wants to know because he's a survivor and he definitely survived up so far will she finish the mountain off will the hounds distract him whenever she slips by into Cersei's chambers I don't know will they enter uh, King's Landing using those uh, dungeons that Arya was playing in during season one. That's that would be a really interesting thing to see. But um, on to another Stark sister. Sansa is back playing her best Game of Thrones, airlifting John to power by fucking him over and telling all his secrets. Um, Varys thinks she's going to turn the veil against Daenerys if it needs to be. Uh, 
she like what a what a weak attempt to to keep a secret like she was like whenever john was like swear it she was like oh yeah swear <laughs> and like, compared to aria being like i swear it like it was it was just it was just really weak and meek and obviously fake and i was like come on you can't even say it like if you're gonna lie do it properly like ah but anyway um she had a touching moment with theon at the start of the episode it kind of makes up for it by giving him a stark pin uh before burning him which was nice and also it kind of like when since when before this season when have they ever had a good relationship um i know he saved her and all but like so did Daenerys. She made the right call on delaying or on suggesting to delay the descent south, as I said before, a couple of times, and um, onto the last Stark uh, Bran. He said he lives mostly in the past now, and said Tyrion can't be Lord, and um, he tells the Stark girls John's secret form, so he technically kept his promise to Daenerys. Uh, Tormund, he headed back up north with uh, with Ghost. So I think that's the last we'll be seeing of them. Davos is busy wondering if the Lord of Light has forsaken everyone. He hasn't. Like, John has been resurrected. Varys has to complete his prophecy. Bran stayed up all night right before the Battle of Winterfell to see Jamie. Right before the battle. Like, like something big is to come so far and it's going to have something to do with the Lord of Light with Bran Stark with the Three-Eyed Raven with all of that stuff I know everyone thinks it's gone and done now but I think there's some important moves to come um, Sam and Gilly have said their goodbyes I think uh, they've got a baby boy no not baby boy they've got a baby on the way John hopes it's not a boy um, where are they going though I think are they going to Horn Hill is that back to to Sam's home place so they can you know assume lordship there who knows um, I don't think their family would really welcome them with open arms like they're after coming back after supporting Daenerys in a war that resulted in his brother and his father dying and now he rocks up at the door being like oh yeah sorry about that by the way I'm lord now so fuck off um, but who knows how it's going to happen I don't think I think Sam would be a bit too meek for that um, Varys mentioned something interesting actually I think I said it before this episode but the Prince of Dorne has been introduced um, I don't think it's going to be important really but it's interesting that they're kind of resurrecting the Dornish the Dornish uh, people and uh, what kind of fleet has Yara got left because she's been confirmed as taking back over the Air Leylands um, somehow <laughs> um, so that'll be interesting to see and she's going to have to sail right back out of the Air Leylands and meet up a dragonstone with Daenerys again so it's going to be over and back around the country for her and she's going to be sickened but um, it'll be interesting well, it'll be interesting I think is the, the main key to take from this episode um, anyway next episode is going to be very interesting The do you see the trailer it was like TikTok TikTok and I think it's just going to be really bloody and someone big is going to die. But um, we'll see how it goes. I'll talk to you next week.